हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 23 डिसेंट्रलाइजेशन द रोड अहेड एंड आवर टॉपिक इज इंपैक्ट ऑफ द पंचायती राज एंड म्युनिसिपल बॉडीज रिफॉर्म्स इन व्यू ऑफ द अबव असर्टेशंस इन द डिकेड सिंस द कॉन्स्टिट्यूशनल रिफॉर्म्स वर प्रोमुलेटेड there has been a great deal of debate and speculation on their contribution and impact all the major states with the exception of jammu and kashmir were held at least one round of panchayat elections and in many cases two successive rounds some 3 million people have been elected to local councils at all three levels of the local government including 1 million women and a large number of scheduled castes and tribes the very presence of large numbers of poor people in local councils mainly on account of seat reservations is a very significant development in the local political landscape of most part of the rural india where they were previously excluded from public life and political participation how far this sizable numerical presence has been translated into effective representation and transformation of local power relations is a hotly contested issue and constitutes a key concern of this chapter now let us discuss performance across states many commentator familiar with the panchayati raj and municipal reforms would concur that it is difficult to generalize across states when attempting to ascertain their impact a small group of six states are often identified as more progressive in implementing the provisions of constitutional amendment and conformity legislation governing the flow of the funds and transfer of powers to lower tier of elected government they include states that have maintained functioning local bodies since 1950s most notably maharashtra and gujarat and others that have made steady progress in measures of strengthen panchayats such as kerala karnataka madhya pradesh and west bengal at the other end of the spectrum are the states where little progress has taken place over the decade resulting in poorly functioning and undersourced panchayati raj institutions these include states such as bihar and jammu kashmir which delayed holding elections to panchayat bodies for many years and orissa and uttar pradesh were political expediency and instability have undermined local bodies despite some degree of ostensible policy commitment it is evident that the states considered to be in the vanguard of the panchayati raj reforms 
are concentrated in the west and south of the country, which are relatively better off economically, socially, more cohesive and have active civil societies. In contrast, northern state with greatest degree of poverty and inequality and deep problems of governance generally possess weak panchayat institutions. Commitment to deepening the reform process expressed through political will, supportive legislation and bureaucratic openness is an indispensable condition for progress and is present to varying degrees in the six leading states. Structural conditions are also important determinants of the potential for institutional reforms to succeed and it is evident that less marked class and caste polarization and low levels of inequality offer more propitious conditions for Panchayati Raj institutions to function effectively. The two states that introduced the most far-reaching reforms since the introduction of the constitutional amendment Kela and Madhya Pradesh were controlled by political parties with a leadership that showed a strong commitment to empowering panchayats. In Kerala, the people's planning campaign was predicted on a high level of popular mobilization that was made possible by high levels of literacy and professional support and a social movement with a mass base. In the Kerala case, state through civil society were integral to the success of the experiment. In Madhya Pradesh, the Congress government led by former Chief Minister Dig Vijay Singh had introduced a series of reforms to strengthen district governments and the role of Gram Sabhas in planning and priority setting. At the same time, success in, in implementation of far-reaching reforms designed to empower panchayats does not guarantee their sustainability since both experiments have proved vulnerable to the verges of state policies. Political commitment of Panchayati Raj has not convincingly demonstrated that it can produce electoral dividends which could weaken its appeal in other states. The CPM Communist Party of India Marxist government in West Bengal concisely used Panchayati Raj as a means of accomplishing its land reforms agenda and strengthening its political support base in rural areas with a significant degree of success. Despite the poor popular appeal of the people's planning campaign in Kerala, the party was unable to replicate this strategy and was unable to replicate this strategy 
and was defeated in the 2001 state elections the congress in madhya pradesh faced a strong challenge from the bjp in 2003 state elections without any certainty that an appeal to the electorate on the basis of its record of reforms would produce positive results now let us discuss deepening democracy it is generally accepted that the political decentralization has largely been successful in that the provisions of the constitutional amendments have been enacted in all states and at least one round of elections have been held for all three tiers of local government albeit subject to procedural delays on the part of some state governments vastly increased members of elected representatives have provided new opportunities for political representation at the local level especially for women and marginalized social groups rates of political participation have also increased reflected in active campaigning usually on a non party basis for gram panchayats high levels of voter turnouts and heightened engagement with local officials and elected representatives which in turn have helped to invigorate local democracy the gram sabha however continue to function imperfectly in most states since they have limited powers and only meet sporadically largely at the instigation of local bureaucrats to ratify the beneficiaries for housing and employment generation programs attendance in gram sabha meetings in generally poor as substantive issues are rarely discussed with the result that they do not provide an effective platform for deliberation of local policy options and program priorities for these reasons popular oversight is weak and the accountability of elected representatives cannot be assured constitutional provision for reserved seats for women and scheduled caste and tribes distinguishes the current pace of panchayati raj reforms from earlier initiatives the absence of affirmative action ensured a high level of elite dominance in earlier decentralization efforts since local vested interest played a critical role in panchayat affairs reflective of their superior socio economic and political status in the new constitutional dispensation seat reservation for women and its dual caste and tribes provide opportunities for formal representation that more closely approximate 
population share. But the effectiveness of these provisions is very uneven. On the one hand, seat reservations have provided underprivileged groups with increased visibility and an opportunity to influence local affairs. There are many instances where women have managed to generate modest local development dividends by marshalling financial resources and lobbying bureaucrats and politicians at higher levels. On the other hand, elite domination continues to prevail in most panchayas, with the result that traditional caste leaders and landed elites dominate decision-making by proxy or manipulation. Influential male relatives influence decision-making and control resources. Outspoken dual caste and female representatives have often had to contend with violence, ostracism, and non-cooperation from the dominant interests. Evidence from the West Bengal and Kerala indicates that rates of participation in local bodies have increased for women and dual caste and tribes but without a clear and visible impact on local expenditure priorities, service delivery outcomes, or rates of poverty. In the case of West Bengal, democratic decentralization has resulted in significant benefits to the poor, especially when combined with land reforms and popular mobilization. Popular oversight over anti-poverty programs through elected panchayats has resulted in more effective targeting of benefits to the poor, though the doubts have been expressed over the extent to which women and the landless have directly benefited. In Kerala, the process of popular mobilization through the people's planning campaign has ensured the active involvement of dual caste and women in decision-making in panchayas with a resultant flow of benefits to their groups. In other states, seat reservation have increased formal representation in panchayat bodies for women and dual caste and tribes. But in the absence of comparative data, the overall impact of affirmative action is difficult to discern. The best available evidence concerns the participation of women, but this is largely from a small and unrepresentative section of states and localities. Studies from Karnataka indicate that women have made some headway in gram panchayas by using reserved seats as a vantage point to shape local development priorities. Scattered evidence suggests that the individual women panchayat leaders have registered significant success in securing government resources for sanitation and street lighting. 
as health and safety issues are prioritized by the women local infrastructure in the form of village roads and community buildings such as schools and the child care centers and ensuring that the public servants such as school teacher carry out their designated responsibilities these modest but important gains demonstrate the ability of women to use the elected office for the benefit of community and strengthen their legitimacy as elected representatives at the same time elected women representatives often face considerable opposition in seeking to carry out the duties of office in a responsible manner from male relatives who resent their public role and from vested interests who are opposed to affirmative actions evidence from karnataka demonstrates how men often continue to influence panchayat affairs through female relatives who have been elected to positions of authority in panchayats there are numerous instances where women elected to local office have faced abuse and violence and in some cases have been murdered more common is the tendency by influential men to pressure elected panchayat members into supporting a no confidence motion that can unseat women gram panchayat presidents these responses are magnified for stool caste and tribe women who face social ostracism and non cooperation by virtue of their gender and caste status intimidatory tactics and the lack of incentive and resources for effective development work dissuade many women from sending for elected office especially in undeserved seats it is more difficult to ascertain the impact of the panchayati raj reforms on scheduled caste and tribes in the absence of detailed research seat reservations in proportion with their number numbers in the population have provided men and women from scheduled caste and tribes to guaranteed level of representation and share of leadership positions some elected presidents from these communities have been able to use their new found authority to significant effect by bringing in more resources and challenging caste discrimination in village affairs but high caste individuals and traditional leaders resent their intrusion on traditional patterns of leadership and have used a combination of threats and co-option to undermine the authority of panchayat representatives elected in reserve seats elected members from the scheduled castes and tribes are typically assigned responsibility for minor functions 
in panchayats such as social justice committees which are legally required to be headed by a scheduled caste representative even though the social justice committees are supposed to ratify all expenditure decisions made by the panchayats they invariably provide a rubber stamp for decisions taken by the dominant caste there are instances where stool caste leaders have been able to make effective use of these committees to block inappropriate decisions or challenge the authority of the dominant caste available evidence indicates that the enhanced numerical presence in panchayat institutions of women and men from stool caste and tribes has generally not translated into sustained pro poor development outcomes at least not at a significant level this trends to reflect the limited resources at the disposal of the panchayats and the limited power they possess to determine local expenditure priorities moreover the resources available for the social welfare programs in the form of subsidy housing and employment generation are spread very thinly with the result that only a handful of individuals receive these benefits each year in the average gram panchayat without a much greater devolution of financial resources the potential development impact of decentralization will remain limited a marked localized effect on poverty levels and therefore highly unlikely under such restrictive conditions similarly the fact that the health and education remain subject to highly centralized forms of provision means that elected representatives have little influence over service delivery at the local level now let us discuss financial devolution financial de- decentralization has progressed to a very limited extent as resource flows are determined by the implementation guidelines for state and central government anti poverty schemes the scope for local revenue mobilization is very restricted resulting in a high level of dependence on fund flows from high level of government elected representatives especially in gram panchayats exercise minimum influence over local expenditure priorities in practice the recommendations of the state finance commissions governing panchayat finances are often ignored by their respective state governments usually on the grounds of resource constraints most state governments in india are experiencing fiscal deficits and are reluctant to devolve greater expenditure autonomy to local governments the budget for capital expenditure is very limited since recurrent salary cost absorb 
the lion's share of resources and the bureaucracy is very resistant to reform political commitment alone cannot ensure well functioning panchayati raj institutions and urban bodies in the absence of the transfer of sufficient powers responsibilities and resources to the lower tier of government across states there has been extremely uneven progress or fiscal devolution for the most part depart- development resources are tied into programs determined by the state and central governments and subject to narrowly specified spending parameters and and uses the role of panchayats in these programs is generally restricted to identification of beneficiaries for subsidized housing schemes and employment generation subject to ratification by the gram sabha small amount of untied funds are provided for local development purposes mainly in the form of small scale infrastructure like village roads and community buildings gram panchayats are empowered to raise modest resources through local property taxes but they are difficult to collect and only a small proportion of their fund are raised through these sources only two states have devolved resources on a significant scale to panchayat bodies namely west bengal and karnataka kerala both under left dominated political coalitions west bengal has witnessed the most sustained attempt of all state in country over a period spanning 25 years to devolve powers and responsibilities to panchayats this has been accompanied and in turn fortified by an ambitious and reforms program to provide share croppers with the security of tenure and ownership rights under the people's campaign for decentralized planning in kerala the extent of fiscal devolution was much greater and faster with nearly 40% of the state development resources devolved to the panchayats in the period of 1996 to 2001 in both states of fiscal devolution provided a significant amount of unitized funds to local bodies and increased the powers and responsibilities of elected representatives financial devolution however has not been accompanied by greater responsibility for revenue raising which leaves panchayat as well as the municipalities largely dependent on transfer from central and state governments effective devolution of decision making on expenditure priorities and to some extent revenue raising powers is a critical element of successful decentralization initiatives as it provides a legitimate role for elected representatives 
political representation without responsibility for raising resources and determining expenditure priorities within devolved budgets is a very limited form of decentralization that can undermine the legitimacy and commitment of elected representatives at the local level. Fiscal devolution thus has a direct bearing on the democratic character and developmental potential of Panchayati Raj institutions. Increased availability of resources in panchayats, however, does not guarantee that expenditure priorities will generate development and poverty reduction since these outcomes are a function of the representativeness of panchayat bodies. The extent and the depth of the political participation and the powers of vested local interest to exert influence as well as broader structural factors that condition developmental outcomes. Now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.